You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm your host, Kai Reck, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian Andrews, my friend, we're back. We are back. And Kyle, you are married now. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's a slight change. <laughs> Talk about a crazy weekend. Um, uh, does, it, uh, does it feel totally different? No. Every uh, every aspect of your life changed, you know, forever. You, you know, um, it's a good. That's actually a good question. Like, no, but actually, it does feel more different than I thought it would. Mm. You know, like there is like a, I don't know. It, it is weird too when you plan for something for like nine months. Yeah, true. And then within like four days, everything's over. Yeah, maybe the biggest change isn't getting married. It's that you no longer have a wedding coming up. Yeah, I think that's right. I right. Think that's probably right. <laughs> It's that like there's no this thing is on in X amount of days and we have to make sure everything's lined up. And um, yeah, no, the day was great. Um, weather was nice and um, everything kind of went out, went on without a hitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no complaints on my end. Um, our music, I like forgot two songs, but that's fine. That was nobody, pretty funny. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I like, don't think anyone noticed. Yeah. I was going to say, I think like 10 <laughs> people knew maybe, but um, that's kind of funny. It was just like during the ceremony, I'm like, well. Okay. Well, whatever. Who cares? John um, Legend was supposed to be here. Well, my uncle came up to me. He's like, he goes, uh, I was really excited for the John Lennon song. And uh, in our programs, it was supposed to be John Legend. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, said, it said John Legend. He must have read it as John Lennon. So then I was like, well, you would have been really, you like, you didn't hear really the song you wanted to hear, yeah. but you would have been really disappointed because you, yeah, you, you wouldn't have heard that either. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Um, so we'll have just a podcast update. We had one last week. We'll have this one this week. And then I think we'll get back to like our two per week starting next week, probably, which is actually pretty fitting because I think we'll see training camp start to, to, to ramp up and everything. Um, we did, we couldn't help ourselves on, um, was it Tuesday or? Yeah, Tuesday or Monday, Monday night. Monday night, we um, opened up a hobby box of WNBA Prism and we did a little bit of um, PSA reveal. 
Uh, we got those via our friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. You should go check them out. They're in Bloomington and in Little Canada or threestarsportscards.com. They're awesome. But yeah, I, I got some nice uh, grades back for from some, like not huge, not huge cards. But then um, they set aside a box of WNBA Prism for us. And it like in if you've watched any of our other card openings, you What's know similar. you you knew how it went. So go go watch that. Uh, we won't we won't get into too much cards today. Um, but Julian, should we um, dip into some Timberwolves news? Yeah, let's uh, let's dip our toe into the, the yeah, wonderful this... world of Timberwolves news. So late last week, um, I think maybe it was reported on like Thursday or Friday. Uh, there was. Two, two reports came out, basically the last two spots on Minnesota's roster. I guess Belmero signed yesterday or today, but that we, mm-hmm. we knew that was going to happen. Um, the Basically, the last two dominoes to fall were going to be Jordan McLaughlin, who was not a guarantee to return to the Timberwolves, I think, especially after they traded for um, Patrick, Sorry. Patrick Beverly. Finish. My Apple Watch is yelling at me right now. Um, Come on, Kyle. But uh, yeah, McLaughlin signed a three-year, six-point-five million-dollar deal with the Wolves, which just just from like a him aspect is an absolutely huge deal. Two of those years are guaranteed, so you got to think he's getting at least you know four four and a half million dollars guaranteed. Um, and considering a guy who went undrafted out of USC, who is smaller and you know slighter and, and played in the G League, and then played two years on a two, two way contract. Um, like just obviously a huge moment for him and his family. Um, and then like on, on the, you know, last year he, I, th- I think last year, you know, I don't, I don't know if he took a step back as far as his performance, but I think his opportunity probably yeah. wasn't there as much as it was the, the, the season before, um, you know, he appeared in more games and blah, blah, blah. But um, I, you know, I, I think, what this tells me is if the Wolves do get rid of Beverly for a, you know, whether it's a Ben Simmons deal or whatever the sure. deal is, yep. it seems like McLaughlin, like the Wolves are very comfortable having McLaughlin be like that secondary backup point guard, ball handler guy. At the very least, it's a really good contract for the Wolves. You know, yeah. Um, I think there's a tendency to get really hyped up on McLaughlin amongst the Wolves fan base. And I think he's a, I mean, I think he's a really good player. So I think it's, it's a good, it's definitely a super positive thing to have him signed. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know how much his opportunity will be here unless there's a move. Um, Cause this seems like the situation coming in is maybe even worse at guard Yeah. Um, for him that, than it was last year. This tells me there probably wasn't a ton of outside interest in him kind of just like what the contract ended up looking like. But, I mean, there's a lot of guards in the NBA right now, and there are a lot of kind of free agent mid-level guards in the NBAs. But to get – if McLaughlin can continue to develop and is good, you know, this is a really awesome deal. Um, and if he's not, and he's just kind – of, or if I mean, he's, we know what he is, what he is now. Yeah. If he is what he is now for the rest of the contract, totally cool. If he gets better, then all of a sudden you're looking at either a really valuable kind of piece that would free up – you to make moves in other areas or a really good trade piece. Yeah, no. And I, I agree. Like, I, I mean, that does tell you, right. That there probably wasn't any outside um, interest. And I guess that's somewhat surprising. Cause you and I, like we watched the playoffs were like Cameron Payne and like granted Cameron Payne's better than McLaughlin, but like mm-hmm. there, the, you, the, there are, there, there are spots for players like them. It's like that good, model, right. It's like the good ball handler, sneaky guy that can get to his spot. He can get hot. And we've seen that out of McLaughlin. 
Um, you know, and I guess campaign only, I think he, somebody can correct me, but I think he got a three year, $19 million deal. So mm -hmm. like, you know, three years, 6.5. Um, I guess that does seem about right. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I think you nailed it. If, if McLaughlin gets better, great. You have a player on a great contract and then it frees up money for you to spend in other places. And he's your backup point guard. If he stays the same, well, if there's an injury to, uh, Russell, which is likely, um, you know, we've seen over the last few years, um, or Beverly, you feel fine. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's funny that the take is, well, if he's a good player, then this is a good contract, which I guess could be kind of said of really anyone. any signing in the NBA. So yeah. it's, it's funny that that's where our minds went, but it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Uh, and then uh, restricted free agent, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, he's agreed to stay with the Minnesota Timberwolves on a three-year $13.8 million deal. Uh, which is obviously a little more than what uh, um, McLaughlin got. And right when I saw this number, it seemed a little bit high to me. Um, and I, I, like, it's always weird when a restricted free agent signs back with the team and there's like the, the, the Timberwolves don't have to like match another offer mm -hmm. or anything. Um, but we, I mean, we did see good things from, from Vanderbilt last year. Um, like his numbers don't like, aren't amazing, right? 5.4 points, 5.8 rebounds. Like yeah. uh, he's when he, when he's at the rim or has the ball in his hands, like you'd rather him not like you'd rather him not do it. <laughs> right. But he's like, I mean, he got those 5.8 rebounds per game in 18 minutes per game. Yeah. Right. So if he's, you know, that per 36 is you're looking at 12 rebounds per game. Um, and just like his energy that he brings, I think is really good. And like the crazy thing is, so I, I think you and I have talked about this before with him, like, when he came out of high school and went to Kentucky, he was like, I want to say he was like a top five guy, like going into Kentucky or like, he was like one of these guys that was like, Oh, for sure. He's going to be really, really good. And then at Kentucky, he didn't really play. And then he got drafted by uh, uh, the nuggets and like never really got an opportunity. And then like, cause up until this point in Minnesota in like 64 games this year, he had played in like less than 40. Um, yeah. So we played in 64 last year. We got a good sample size. Um, and the crazy thing is he's 22 years old. Um, so, yeah. I guess, it's the he, type of gamble you want to take, you know, because yeah. I'm trying to think of like another comp to who, like, who's his comp? Who's him, but better. Um, I think the, the, honestly, like the guy that he, that he reminds me of, like not necessarily in the way they play, but just like in, in the type of the player, they, I guess like the hustle, the energy, um, probably minus the three point shot is Robert Covington. Oh yeah. Like kind of this sure. like wild guy that you'd prefer, like, sometimes you're like, Oh God, like, has he ever touched a basketball before? But then other moments you're like, Oh my gosh, he can do so much. Yeah. He can he's like physically, he's very gifted. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm like totally like both of these deals. Like we shit on Rosas all the time on this podcast. Um, and I think probably for good reason, a lot of times, but I like like these two moves. No, these are good moves. Yeah, Granted, they're, sure. they're, they're low risk moves, but like, whatever. Um, well, but this uh, has always been the thing with Rosas, right? Like this is his kind of move. Like he's very yeah. good at these small kind of margin moves. Like this is, this is his bread and butter. Um, and yeah, credit where credit's due. He's really good at it. It's, I think the bigger stuff where there are more problems. Yep. I agree. Uh, overall, like, I think, uh, Maybe next week we'll go into like a Timberwolves roster rundown before the regular season starts. But it, it looks like, you know, barring a trade, which we've talked about a million times, um, we kind of know what their roster looked like. The biggest need going into the offseason was that power forward position. Um, and 
whip, you know, the, the, the Wolves got rid of Fernand Gomez, which I think is good because you free up some from some space for like McDaniels, Prince and um, Vanderbilt to play. But I think ultimately, like it, it honestly reminds me of and, and Van, you know, McDaniels is the exception here, but he's only in his second year. But I, I, I think it's honestly like when you when you're in your car and like you have like a wad of dollar bills um, in your like center council. And you just hope one of them is a five dollar bill. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of what it seems like right. the wolves are doing. They're just like, oh yeah, like like oh, I got to pay for this car wash. Hopefully, I have a five, and it ends yeah. up being being a ripped up one and uh, like a two dollar bill your grandma quarters. gave you yeah. that they don't accept. <laughs> um, so yeah, like going into going into the season, I think if if you're looking at one position that um, you're probably most worried about, it's power four. But then also you could argue, I could you could talk me into saying that the power four position midway through the season is a biggest surprise yeah. because, because McDaniels took a huge step and then Vanderbilt is this guy off the bench who brings energy. And then Prince found his niche as this like three, right. four that can play all over. So um, just to get some card talk in, what does it mean for the hobby prices of these two guys? Well, here's what I'll say. If, if you're, if you're collecting Jordan <laughs> McLaughlin and uh, Jared Vanderbilt, which there's nothing wrong with this, you're a Timberwolves um, fan. You're a Timberwolves fan, and um, go. I hate get to all break the cards. it to you. Yeah, <laughs> go, go, go get all the cards because th- you're going to be fine. Um, with that being said, we want to go thank our good friends over at DraftKings. Julian, uh, week one of the NFL season is in the books. Um, I I got to watch it uh, the next day with a, with a few friends post wedding, and um, it was fun. The Vikings still suck. Um, yeah. So. Uh, but week one is over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you lost in your fantasy leagues, don't worry about it. Um, to kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. I've gotten all over that. Uh, DraftKings is giving away all new uh, all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 rager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You crushed that read. That was fun, but I think I feel like they're adding on like 20 words every read. Um, I uh, got crushed in DFS last weekend, I have to say. I, I am still going to do it next week, let me tell you. I mean, okay, when I say get crushed, like it's all relative. I didn't put that much money in. Yeah, but uh, just didn't, didn't do well. Didn't, did not do well. But, you know, we're going to get back on the horse. And I do like I do like the number of contests that DraftKings has. Like you can really yeah. kind of find a lot of different, find a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Big fan. Yeah, they're like free pools. Um, they, I, I think I entered a twenty dollars contest, and then I was in like mm-hmm. a five dollars contest with m- me and my my family. I have like a little one. Um, I took second in the, the family one, which was like nine bucks or whatever. And then I lost my twenty dollars one, even I though I like, put, even though I picked Jameis Winston as my quarterback. The rest of my team was that bad that yeah, um, yeah. I played like thirty uh, one dollar head to heads. <laughs> I, I like put a couple of. Um, <laughs> I put a couple of lineups in like the 
GPP, like the bigger contests too. But yeah. I've been trying to kind of like support the high risk stuff with like cash games. And um, yeah, my cash lineup just got crushed. I had Josh Allen. Not, a Not good, good for the Bills. Tough day for the Bills. And and I had uh, a lot of Hawks. So bad day for them too. Well, um, you're a Bears fan. I'm a Vikings fan. Good news in the NFC North is everybody's in first place. Yeah, um, even playing field. That's everybody like sucks. Uh, all right, let's before we go for this week, uh, probably about ten minutes left. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, NBA news around the league. Um, not much for headlines, but just kind of three minor ones. Uh, sources say this is from from Shams um, that John Wall and the Rockets have met. And they have agreed to find a new home for John Wall, who is a five-time All-Star. The problem, he has two years and $91.7 million remaining, and there are no buyout plans. So you kind of wonder what is going to happen there. Yeah, um, I saw the news and I was immediately like, oh, the Knicks will definitely do this. But they don't have any money. Like they don't, they don't have any, con- they're not going to move like somebody good for them and they're not. They don't have the money. They don't have. They have cap space, but they're not that kind of cap. Like space. unless there's some sort of deal in which the Knicks or whatever team is willing to give up money, or sorry, to, willing to give up picks, and the Rockets are willing to give up, like they'll pay for half of his contract. Um, but it's just yeah, it's tough with the cap. Like there just aren't that many teams who can, because they're not going to pay. Sal- no one's going to go into the luxury tax to pay John Wall. Not could this expect- be a could this be a, a Kevin Love movement opportunity? I don't know why the Cavs would do that. They would have they fifty-four want. point guards. That's but, true. That's too many. Because then Kevin Love would be like, "Why do I want to go to Houston?" Um, well, the thing I think is that- then Houston might buy out Kevin Love. Mm, okay, I see what you're saying. God, but if I'm John Wall, I'd probably just rather stay in Houston. I don't want to go to Cleveland. Yeah, why is this happening? Does he want to play for a contender? I guess I think so. I think it's probably like. I, I saw, I read a headline that said that they're pretty much like all behind playing um, Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Like no, I mean, they, as they should be. That's... Which makes sense. And then I think John Wall's like, well, then I'm just going to sit here and rot and I still can play. Um, and you know that's what they he... should do. What they should, should they trade do? Him, trade him to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> full, full circle. <laughs> full um, circle, baby. But that's like, I mean, that's a bigger conversation for another time, but like, these players that sign these big deals, obviously they're getting the money, right? And that's like the most important thing for them and their families. But then it becomes like this weird albatross. Yeah, it's harder to win. It's harder to get on a winning team if you have that kind of contract. Exactly. And then you want to get on a good team, but then you're on the bad team and that bad team wants to play young players. And then you suddenly are like kicked to the curb before you want to. I mean, I will say Wall was like, he only played 40 games last year, but uh, 21.7 assists, three rebounds. Um, shot 40% from the field and, you know, not great from the three-point line, 31.7%, but he's never been a good three-point shooter. So he's all right. Yeah. yeah I mean, he wasn't I mean, horrible. He's not as good as his contract, but he, I mean, he's still good. Yeah. He can still so, help a team. The question, I feel like he, Wall is like the next one of these vets where you're like, are they going to age into a role that actually helps a winning team? You know, yeah. and and I, I feel like we asked that about kind of Westbrook, and this is really going to be the year that we find out, right? Yeah. Um, we asked that about Carmelo, and now the answer is yes. Yeah, it didn't used to be. So I wonder what's going to happen. I really am curious about what happens with John Wall. Same. Yeah, I'm curious what team. Um, 
Yeah, I think a good example of like a point guard who's done this and like he's way better than John Wall was, but like Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. um, like later in his career with the, with like the 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 Mavericks just basically became like your spot up three point guy, right? And could occasionally run the offense. So, um, all right, uh, the year after trading for him, or they traded for him at the de- the deadline, uh, the Nuggets have signed Aaron Gordon to a four year, ninety two million dollar contract extension. Um, so what is that? Like a little over 20 million, um, mm-hmm. per year, uh, but 23 million per year, um, which seems Four fine. Um, yeah, that's fine. Last year in 25 games with Denver, Gordon averaged 10 points, five rebounds and shot 50% from the field and 26.6% from the three point. He wasn't great. He started out very good. Now, I think what makes this contract interesting is like you're I think you're going into this season probably thinking you're without Jamal Murray for the entire season. Yeah. So I think you're basically like, yep, let's just like we we need all the help we can get to get us through this season. Um keep us competitive and then like we can reassess where we are because that contract's still very tradable. Oh yeah. Um so yeah. And there's a lot of teams that would like Aaron Gordon. Like it's, you know, it's not, it's not like it's not, it's by no means is that a bargain for him. Like, it's not a great deal. Like, it's not like you're like, wow, this is so cheap for Aaron. But at the same time, it's not like, yeah, it's not, does not fall into the category of contracts. Like we were just talking about where you can't move them. Agreed. Yeah. And if you ever wanted to get like a big player, um, like a Bradley Beal or whatever, it makes it a little bit easier to, Mm-hmm. Uh, match those contracts when you when you have somebody making that twenty five, which is so weird, right? Like I know, right? Similar to the Beverly, like Patrick Beverly. It's like nobody probably thinks Patrick Beverly is worth whatever his contract is. Uh, same with like Ricky Rubio, like those like weird mm-hmm. like thirteen to eighteen million dollar guys. But also their contracts are important because they're easy to move in like bigger deals right. when you want to get bigger players, which um, seems kind yeah. of silly. But that's that's math. Um, last news, uh, this is, uh, Dante Exum is going to return to the Rockets. Now, the only reason I say this is just because like Dante Exum has had such a injury riddled career. He yeah. only played in six games last year. He played in 35 the year before 42, 14, and then 66. And then his rookie year, ironically was the back in 2014 it was the only year that he played in all 82 games. Um, the former fifth overall pick. So, you know, and, and again, he's 26 years old. Seems like the Rockets are like a good place for him, a team where he can probably just get, get more of an opportunity. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this draft to 2014 was the same draft as like, I think Julius Randall got picked after him. Um, Marcus Smart was, I think, like the very next pick after him. And then um, Zach Levine, of course, went to the Wolves. So like plenty of players that were that were there. But um yeah, he, John John Wall saw Dante Exum coming in and was like, "I got to get out of here. I got to get out. This guy's gonna get take me out of here." He says. <laughs> um, all right, man. Um, I think that's it. Let's let's uh, next week maybe go over some um, just some like, season preview stuff. Um, we'll we'll maybe have some more on Belmero and, and and we'll try to find a guest. But uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I don't know if you guys have missed me, but I've missed you. <laughs> But they've all missed. They've all been texting me. They all miss you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. That's all I've been thinking every, every day. You guys, thinking. you guys can stop texting me now asking, where is Kyle? We miss that's Kyle. All, that's all I was thinking about during my wedding. Yeah. 
was the podcast. As I, I mean, so as it should be. How much I miss the people. Um, <laughs> okay, deal. Uh, I'll talk to you guys, guys next week. Uh, Julian, uh, we'll talk soon. Um, otherwise, later, guys. Bye.